Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to our monthly strategy session. This is a chance for me to pour into you a little bit more deeply with ideas that I think are super important to business performance and optimizing life. So this strategy session has to do with focus. We spent some time at Sales Mastery this last year thinking about focus, and uh, I, I really, really had some, um, some real connected moments of what I felt I needed to say to people that every day are not harnessing the power of focus. What I've done in my life is I've tried to model high-performance people. High-performance people are not different than low-performance people in terms of potential, in terms of you know, who they are internally, in terms of even their um, opportunity for skill development. They're just not at a high-performance level because they haven't implemented the strategies that get them there. So I want everybody to not take it uh, personally, if you're not at a high performance level, what is a high performance level? It's the top 10% of performers in any industry that we evaluate. So in the mortgage industry, we're evaluating you know, 10 originators out of 100 originators. What do those 10 do differently than the other 90? Can the other 90 model that? Yes, they can. Can they get better because of that? Yes, they will. But it's about looking at, again, strategy, which is why this is a strategy session, and going out and implementing that. So when I was a, a loan officer and when I first started to realize that there was a difference between being average and being a high performer, I was introduced to uh, one of Brian Tracy's thoughts. It's actually a, a law he called the law of comparative advantage. And what the law of comparative advantage is, is when two individuals are in the same market, they work for the same company, they have the same economic considerations, all things being the same, one outperforms the other three, four, or five to one, how does that person get that advantage? It's not economics, it's not pricing, it's not product, it's not brand. The person gets that kind of performance because they have done different things with the only asset they have, which is time. So I started listening to this law and I started listening to Brian Tracy teaching it and I started to look at my own business and I started to realize that you know what high performance is about is it's about spending most of the time that we get allotted to us um, performing things that create high outcome results, high performance, right? So I remember reading an article. I read uh, an article and this probably was in 1982? maybe 81, 81 or 82. And it was about a gentleman that was the top insurance salesperson in America for Northwestern Mutual and was being interviewed by Fortune Magazine. And one of the interview questions towards the end was if there was only one thing you could share with individuals uh, about performance, about how did, you, how did you achieve this? How did you earn seven figures in commissions selling insurance? What would that thing be? And he said, um, I learned from a mentor of mine that I should stop every 55 minutes 
and spend five minutes and evaluate how the previous 55 minutes went. It's a really big breakthrough because, right, if you are going to spend 55 minutes and you are not going to do something that is high performance, it would be really good to figure that out now instead of two hours from now. And so I listened to that and I said, you know what, I could do that. I could stop every hour and spend five to 10 minutes just evaluating how the previous time was allocated and I can make several, uh, you know, in an eight hour day, I guess I could make seven in-flight corrections so that the next subsequent hour was used as a high performance hour. So I, I, I found that to be really powerful in my, my own success and I find that to be a powerful strategy for people to consider when you're looking at time and you're looking at resource and you're looking at what kind of juice are you getting out of the time that you have. So as is always the case, and I teach you to do this too, I spend, I don't know, half an hour, hour a day just gaining knowledge. You know, I'm on the web and I'm checking things out. I'm doing research here and there. I've got a, uh, a partner on our team that's a research assistant, uh, does a lot of great stuff to help me gain leverage as I talk uh, about high performance to you. So I, I want you to know that I came across some, some uh, research from Fast Company Magazine. And what Fast Company Magazine has produced in my mind is the modern day version of what I learned from that guy that sold a million dollars in commissionable insurance at Northwestern Mutual in 1981 or 82. What I learned was that in the highest 10% of performers in the business world, that group spends 52 minutes producing and 17 minutes unplugged. It's not the 55-5 rule. It's not the 50-10 rule. It's 52 and then 17. It doesn't add up to an hour and it doesn't matter. What it means is 52 minutes are spent focused, one thing thinking, single tasking, doing something that produces measurable business growth in the form of ROI. That's money to the business, that's money to you, that's growth, it's an optic, it's a, it's a measurement. Anything that produces that kind of increase is done in 52 minutes. Then they unplug. They don't do something else for 17 minutes. They go outside, they plug in a CD, um, they take a fresh air break, they may go for a walk around the block, they may do all kinds of things, but then after 17 minutes on average, they come back and they hit it again for another 52 minutes. And then they unplug for 17. So the 52-17 rule sounds kind of cool because nobody knows what it means, but in the high performance world, it is something you and I could model. Imagine a world in which you just spend 52 minutes focusing on one borrower or 52 minutes focusing on one realtor or 52 minutes focusing on one builder and doing the things that we know create value for them and convertibility into a deeper relationship with you. And then you took 17 minutes and you just unplugged and you, what I call strategically renewed. This idea of strategic renewal is how do I feed my mind after working really hard for 52 minutes so that when I come back to work another 52 minutes, it's relaxed and ready to go again. How do I treat it? What kind of fuel do I give it? What kind of thought do I give it? 
what do I do for my body, my physiology? What do I do for my state? You know, how do I change my energy? And then come back at it and hit it for 52 minutes. And I love, love, love that because here's another stat, and this came from Stanford University. Beyond a 50-hour work week, anything you do does not produce results. What we know is that production falls off the cliff at about 55 hours a week. So much so does it fall off the cliff that somebody that works 70 hours a week doesn't accomplish any more in the extra 15 hours beyond 55. So the question is not how many hours you're working. Nobody gets a plaque for that. Arguably, your paycheck is not even really reflected in terms of your hourly wage, right? What it's reflected in is how much income do you create from the minutes you spend. So I would like you to get super efficient. I'd like for you to master delegation. I'd like for you to get to a point where you laser in on the things that are critically important. And this 5217 concept is huge. Don't question it, do it. Do it for one week. My challenge to you is do it for one week and tell me it may not be one of the most productive weeks of your life. You and I have exactly the same amount of time. Any other person you compete against has the same time as you. The law of comparative advantage says the person that wins is the person that uses the time, the best, the wisest use of time to produce business growth. If you do that, it's going to be one of the best strategies you've ever implemented. Thanks for watching. Talk to you again on another strategy session.